0: Hi, This is Kate and I'm Amy and welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Hello. Hello.
1: How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. How's your week? Well, I, you know, I had a very good week because we went on a cruise. Yay. Yay! (laughs) Um, up to Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. (laughs) Um, which was great because I loved buying things that were also in French. And uh, oh, that's yes. the only place I can actually use the language I learned in high school. That's right. Canada. Nowhere else. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a really, really nice time. Uh, we're avid cruisers. Um, we like to go on cruises. But this is the first time we'd been up to um, north of Maine, Nova Scotia, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, we really weren't sure if the cruise was going to happen because of Hurricane Lee. Right. And so it we was right toward it. And so luckily, I think we we managed to miss it in the way that we flew in New York before it got there, but then didn't get to Canada until after it had blown through. Okay, because I wondered because I did look at the map while you were gone. Yeah.
0: And it made me a little nervous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad to hear it wasn't a major factor. So I think that I would trade fall foliage for green leaves and sunshine, which is exactly what we got. So we considered ourselves lucky. We didn't get canceled, we didn't get completely turned around. Uh, everything was safe. I've been on rockier ships, uh, okay. so this was, you know, barely felt it uh, as usual. So, so that was very,
0: very good. Well, speaking of vacation, which is going to be a bit of a theme of the day um, this week, I finally buckled down and made our Thanksgiving vacation plans. Woo-hoo! So, in our school district, the kids get the whole week off for yeah. Thanksgiving, so it's a re- it's a good time to take a trip. I finally decided. We're going to go to Maine.
1: Ooh. So I've never S- been to Maine. So you can see Angela Lansbury. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I don't want my kids to hear about that part, but okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not going to make so them good. go to Mercer Road. Um, but no, actually, they both were super excited about it. And we're like, oh, that's some place I've always wanted to see. And, you know, so it sounds a little, I don't know if that's ever on everyone's bucket list, but um, we went to the Northeast last year and just loved it at that time of year. Yeah. So we're going a little further north this time. So orbit. what cities
1: in Maine are you targeting? Well, we're
0: staying near Portland. Okay. But not in Portland. We're staying on like an island. Nice. I rented a house. Cool. So we will kind of have our own space and our own kitchen and all that stuff. So it's we'll kind of make little day trips into different places. And I think so now we've decided where we're going. I'll start kind of figuring out, you know, what little day trips we'll take. But I'm thinking we might go, like, over to Acadia National Park one day. Cool. Um, And then there's just so many, like, old, in in Portland, there's, like, the old port is what I've read about so far. That's, like, shops and restaurants and, you know, just, like, fun stuff to do. I found like a cool donut shop because I know my youngest daughter will be very into that. (laughs) You need to have a donut with your lobster. That's right. So we'll figure it out. But I think the kids will start doing some research too. And they'll let me know things that they want to do. And then we'll just kind of rent a car and wing it. So yeah, looking forward to it. Sounds good. So as we alluded to in the what's going on with you this week segment, we're going to be talking about travel this week yes and this is a big topic so we'll see what happens but we may spill over into more than one episode (laughs) probably
1: probably going to yeah I'd like to you know we you know work uh so that we can travel otherwise there'd be no point so we're really just going from one travel experience to the next
0: that's right (laughs) I was actually thinking about it um earlier this morning and thinking you know what what are things that I kind of prioritize in my life and my kids life and travel is way up there and you know we had that period of time where we really couldn't go anywhere during the pandemic and also my kids are you know getting older so it's a little bit easier to do certain trips that I might not have done when they were younger so it's like a focus I I'm one of those people who kind of need something to look forward to yeah to kind of get through like the regular day-to-day stuff yeah and having a really fun trip planned it doesn't have to be elaborate necessarily Um, although I'm not going to shy away from an elaborate vacation, (laughs) (laughs) but it's fun to just plan and think about it and figure out like what we're going to do and what my criteria are for where we're going to go next and all that good stuff. So,
1: well, and just to, to get away, I mean, you know, Chris, my husband had a similar upbringing to yours. He was a military brat. Mm -hmm. And so they spent you know, time everywhere. And I didn't, I grew up in the same place pretty much my whole life. And my parents, when they were still together, you know, we would take a trip, you know, usually they were either a family trip, like to go see family. Right. Which is different than a vacation. Mm -hmm. And, um, or we went to, uh, you know, Ocean City, Rehoboth Beach, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And that was nice and, and nothing against that, but it was just kind of a repetitive trip. It wasn't really, an experience trip. And that was something that after I'd met Chris, you know, and learned about his upbringing that I thought, Oh, I really want that for my kids in the sense of, I don't know the future of where we're going to live and how long we're going to live there. Right. But, you know, I can't expose them to different places, different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, just outside of there, you know, see things in a different way, you know, but also have fun and stuff like that. So that, yeah. that was always, you know, kind of mindful about when we started planning vacations or thinking about things was not just to take a break, but also to kind of incorporate that in as part of their upbringing. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's so funny that you said it like that, because I never really thought about it that way. Like when I grew up in, as in the military, as you said, we did live a lot of different places. And I think, You know, I was used to my parents definitely making sure that we knew a lot about where we were and that we took day trips to places, but I never felt like we went on vacation. Like, I don't, really going on a family vacation was not really something that was in my thinking growing up. Most of the time, if we packed up and left home to go somewhere, it was like you said, it was to go visit family, relatives, because we didn't see people Because we didn't live close to them. Right, right. Um, But we were still getting that exposure to different cultures and history everywhere that we lived. And we were lucky to live in some really cool places where there was a lot of that. And also, my dad is a big history buff. Yeah. Um, it was always, you know, top of his list to go and see and do and, yeah. and, you know, my mom too wanted us to experience different things and her dad was in the military too. I think her experience was a little bit different though, in terms of like moving around from place to place in terms of like the timing of when he was in the service and what was happening, you know, with wars and things like right, that during right. the time. Was it your dad
1: retired military or like, or... How no, long was no. he in? He
0: was in the whole time that I was growing up. Okay, right, yeah. right.
1: Which is different than, say, some, like, my dad was in the military, but maybe for two years. So oh, yeah, not, no. We didn't have a military. I didn't have a, an upbringing. He yeah. was already out by the time I came along. But No,
0: I don't think my dad retired until I was at least in high school and maybe yeah. even after that. So, yeah, it was very much my experience. Yeah. But um, but anyway, it's just a, an interesting perspective because I wouldn't have ever said when I was a kid, oh, well, we go on a lot of family vacations. Because we didn't, in my mind. Yeah. But yet, I was still getting those experiences by moving yeah. from place to place and seeing whatever the cool and amazing things were to see that were within driving distance of that location, you know? Right, right. So, but yeah, I, I too am very interested in making sure that my kids get to see and experience new things. Um, it always astonishes me how many americans really don't ever go more than a couple hundred miles away right. from where they are from um and you know that's for a lot of reasons i don't think it's you know it's certainly not always because they don't want to or they're right. not interested I mean, yeah because
1: there's some financial investment involved for sure. absolutely yeah
0: um so but you know we we've always prioritized that and um so yeah i mean we've We've taken some great trips. I think there's so much that goes into making a great trip and everybody's idea of what that means is different. Yeah. So I, you know, I want to go somewhere most of the time that we haven't been before if I can, although we have a few repeat places that we like to go, but like I know some people who go to the same place every year. Right. You know, and they love it. yeah, and, and that's what they get excited about. But to me, I'm like, I want to experience something different. Me you too. Know? So looking for a place that we haven't been. And then I have to admit that I'm a bit of a hotel snob. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. And And it's weird because it really depends on where you're at and how long you're going to spend there. Right. right. So if it's just an overnight because you're transitioning – I'm a little less picky. Right. Um, but at the same time, I still have certain expectations. And then whether you're traveling with your kids or not. Right. You know, um, you know, space matters. Um, yeah. All of that stuff. But yeah, I I probably took, I take the greatest amount of uh, excitement over planning the vacation as much as taking the vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, simply because I want to get the most out of it. I, you know, I also want to make sure that I'm spending my dollar wisely. Like mm-hmm. I, I hate the idea of if you wait to the last minute and stuff, you end up overpaying for stuff. And, and then I'm sour about it. So, um, so yeah. And and now, especially with, you know, obviously the internet, there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes too much. Sometimes you can get a little too, uh, wrapped up in somebody else's, um, experiences or whatever. But, um, but sometimes it's great for just, you know, like, Oh, when I go here, you know, what's the best time of day to fill in the blank or, you know, what's my best deal? Or, and there's tons of people out there who have collected all that information already. And I don't have to dig as hard. Right. That's uh, that's part of the fun is, is the planning of it until the husband comes in at like two days before and then starts questioning the plan. And I'm like, (laughs) this plan has been in motion for eight months now. And so sit down, have a great time. That's your job. That's all right. I'm sorry. You missed your chance. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of, like, the
0: top ten lists associated with travel. And, you know, I found on my iPhone on um, the Maps app, Mm -hmm. which I guess is Google Maps, but I'm not really sure. Maybe I'd have to look at it and see. But anyway, if you put a certain city or whatever in, if you, like, scroll down, they have all these, like, best restaurants yep. best what like all of these cool like articles and I found so much cool stuff the last couple of times that we've traveled that way yep but um yeah I'm big on figuring out like what are the what are the local people where do they like to eat because food is a big part of my travel uh-huh, planning uh-huh. okay yep, yep yep I need some good meals yep I need maybe some things that are a little out of the box, but not too far out of the box. Cause yeah. I do have kids yeah. that are, they're not super picky. My kids are pretty adventurous when it comes yeah. to food, but th- there are
1: limits. Um, are you, uh, like we try to, when we travel someplace, we travel, we try not to eat at anything. That's a chain restaurant. Like, yes. We try to eat. It's something that we can't get at home. Yeah. Yeah. I try to do that too. Yeah. I mean, and it,
0: it, of course, depending on where you're going, that can be easier or more difficult, especially
1: when we live here where there's literally every restaurant that exists lives in Dallas. So that's sometimes more difficult, but,
0: but I also like, um, if we're going to be somewhere for like a whole week, what I've found, I enjoy more is having my own kitchen that -hmm. I can cook in so that we don't have to eat out every single meal. And, um, and it also like, it depends on the location, of course, but, If we can arrange that, it also seems to build in, like, a little bit more downtime. Yeah. Because I find when we stay in a hotel, like, I'm not usually wanting to just, like, hang out in the hotel. Right. I feel like I got to get out and do a little bit more. But if we have rented a house or something like that, then I'm like, okay, we can just have a day where we just, you know, kind of lay around and watch movies and play games or whatever the destination is, we can go and do something but come back for lunch and so when food is involved there, it can be a little bit easier to, you know, go to the grocery store, get some essentials yeah. and then you don't have to figure out,
1: you know, three times a day where you're going to Which also go to helps eat. with the expense of the trip because, right. you know, depending on where you are, it can be crazy expensive. Yeah. Um just for a simple breakfast, you're right? 22 dollars for a muffin? No, right. Um, yeah, it, it better it, be a really good muffin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in an amazing location where I can get some awesome pictures at the same time. There should also be an
1: omelette on top of it That's and right. uh, a mimosa that goes along with it included and maybe a foot massage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so food, the accommodations are a big thing that I factor in. Yeah. Um, and then also just like how busy do I want to be? Like what kind of trip do I want yeah. this to be? Is this like a go, go, go vacation? Or is it a mostly chill and maybe go, go a couple days?
1: Right. And as, I, <laughs> as I've gotten older, <laughs> I got to fit in a lot more relaxed days yeah. to go. But you know, it, it, it made me think, um, even when we took the kids to Disney world and we did, uh, now we used to live near Disney world. yeah spoiler alert um so sometimes we would you know literally just if we went at all we would go for the day so it wasn't a big deal but once we moved away i think we went um and it might not even been disney it might have been universal but first of all you've ever been in any of those parks it's going to take a lot out of you i don't even care how physically fit you are I am not physically fit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, th- you know, especially you're walking all day, it's usually hot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're fighting with a lot crowds. of out. Right. Yeah. You're just done. So, I've always built in at least a day or two of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to park it every single day because right. I'll need three weeks to recover from that right. vacation. <laughs> so, and then the other good thing about doing that is that then if you do have a bad weather day, you haven't ruined something that you think was an integral part of you liking that vacation, which is exactly what happened to us when we went to universal was there was one day, it doesn't usually do this in Florida unless there's a hurricane or something, but usually if it rains, it rains it pitters in the afternoon and that's about it. Uh You get a quick storm. It's gone in 20 minutes. But this particular day, it was going to rain all day long. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, okay. So we went, we got, we watched, you know, we went to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. We did a little souvenir shopping. And then we didn't feel like we missed out. We just moved around like the schedule to be like, okay, we'll do, you know, Adventure Island on this day instead right. of missing like, oh, we were going to do Magic Kingdom today, kids. So sorry. <laughs> Mickey's out. You know? I'm Mickey on this Disney trip. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Sorry. So, sorry about it. Um, So that, yeah, so that kind of stuff, you know, I'm always thinking about because once you've traveled enough, you realize that life happens, weather happens. you got to build
0: in some flexibility. Yeah,
1: so, which is also nice about cruising because sometimes that'll happen too. One of the things in terms of planning for cruising that I like so much is once you're on the vacation, it's pretty hands off. Yeah. So you're not having to think about okay we've got to go drive to a restaurant we've got to go do this it's all pretty much there and you unpack one time Mm -hmm. you don't have to you're gonna get to go to multiple places and someone else is driving you
0: yeah so that's i've never been on a cruise yeah we're gonna
1: take you we're going to take you.
0: I know because my youngest wants to go. So Amy has graciously agreed that once we make the plans, <laughs> she'll come with us. We got to do that. Yes, we do. Maybe next spring or I something. I say do
1: it once. If, if it's not for you, um, you'll know it. But yeah. it's like any vacation. You'll know what you like and you don't like. Um, I, there's just so much to to do mm-hmm. and so much... Um, for everybody and i think it's fun to we love chris and i love to people watch and we'll probably get into this later but we also like to make fun of people (laughs) um because it's just, you know, like, people are characters to us. Mm-hmm. And I love a good character. There was a lady on our cruise ship. We never met her. She was an older lady. She reminds me of the lady, I forget the actress, um, that played in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. She was the grandmother that came in, that wrapped her cat. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. You know, they have the bells on her shoes right. and stuff. So this lady, <laughs> this lady was wearing one of those captain hats. <laughs> All week long. Oh, my gosh. Every time we saw her, she had the captain hat on her. Didn't matter what she was wearing. (laughs) I I don't even know. She might have won it for formal night. I'm not sure. (laughs) But she had the captain's hat. And a couple times, Chris was like, I'm just going to go up to her and say, hey, aren't you supposed to be driving this shit? (laughs) She probably would have loved that. (laughs) That's
0: probably probably why she has the hat on. Probably take
1: her for five minutes to figure out that joke. But... Um, but yeah, it's just fun to watch kind of the cast of characters and stuff. But yeah, we love the shows. We love the entertainment, the the fun, the yeah. food, the food. I had the best meatball sandwich last week. Oh, yeah. I know. They put. I'm going to have to look it up. Carnival Cruise Lines, if mm-hmm. you're listening. I'm going to need that recipe in it.
0: What about like, do you guys not on a cruise necessarily? Because I know on the cruise, you have like the cruise director and things are sort of planned. But on other kinds of trips, do you like to be like with a tour group or do you like to do it all yourself and I'm sure it kind of depends on where you're going
1: yeah I think yeah it does depend I think on where you're going um I I don't know I I think maybe a little bit of both I think sometimes it's nice to have a tour guide because I feel like you always learn something you didn't know right and they're just going to provide you know or or sometimes they just have an in Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing or whatever but I also like the idea that I'm not chained to we're going here we're leaving here um so and i've looked into tour groups and things especially in europe um where they do have kind of a smattering of both where they'll say okay you have a guided tour from you know nine to twelve and then from twelve to three it's your own time yeah and i kind of like that idea because then you're like okay now we can go look at some shops or go back to some right where you didn't get to spend enough time yeah, yeah and stuff but i like the idea especially if you're going to a different country where you don't speak the language yeah it's nice. We've we've done the um, amazing race, as I like to call it in right. Germany, <laughs> uh, where we're just there to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, and well, Chris can speak a little German. Um, well, he should speak a lot of German. He took 80 years of German. but <laughs> uh, It's still different, you know, when you're immersed and stuff. And it was just difficult because you were like, what? Huh? Yeah. You know, and you're trying best to communicate and it's just a different level mm-hmm. and your brain's working harder and yeah. then you're tired. And then I don't,
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be tired on my vacation. We are spoiled though, because I think at least most of the foreign countries that I've been to, there are a lot of people who speak English. Yes. And so, you know, you may you may have a little difficulty with, like, signage and stuff like yeah. that. Although even some of the places that I've been to have, like, whatever their native language is and English. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. But
1: Or really, with signage, all you got to learn is you just really need to know exit. Yep. Stop. Yep. Left and right. That's it. Because the word itself means nothing and doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, cuz if you're going to fill in the blank, that's what it says on the sign. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to pronounce it. I don't I just know that's where I'm going. Right. I just need to know is this the direction out gang or off gang? I just need to know That part. So yeah, if you learn that kind of like little bit of stuff, it's, you know, even in the subway stations and stuff, you just have to know where you're going and look for that word. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy, but
0: yeah. Well, I've had both toured and individually planned. And I think like you, I kind of like a mix of both because you do, at least my experience has been (laughs) apart from one very funny uh, (laughs) trip to Pompeii where we'll have to talk about that some other time. We can wait. We got all the juicy details about the brothels in Pompeii that's from nice. our tour guide. <laughs> nice, but uh, for the most part, you learn things that you. That's before
1: the volcano. Is the... that before?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, before the volcano.
1: I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe that they were the new and improved brothels since during the reconstruction. No.
0: Oh my gosh. Anyway, I always learn something from the tour guide and it's nice because most of the time you do they they have it all set up. So you're like skipping lines and your your experience is just a little bit smoother because yes. like you said they ha- they know what they're doing. They go there every day. They right. understand all the little nuances and um so that that part is nice and it's fun too sometimes to like, me, I'm not a big, like, I don't want to, like, make best friends on a trip. I'm yeah. there with whoever I'm going with, and that's who I really want to spend my time with. But right. it is fun to have other people that are kind of doing the same thing you're doing, yeah. and you sort of chit-chat a little bit and then
1: kind of do your own thing. Keeping your fingers crossed you got a decent group. That's right. And not... Not like my tour group that didn't have their shit together. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, cause you can definitely, like you said, meet people in kind of a casual way. It's a con, you know, a shared experience mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's also nice to leave them and go have dinner by yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never had like a, tour like a travel agent to me is kind of like a thing of the past mm-hmm. we did have one for the first trip that matt and i took to italy we did have a travel agent but her thing was italy like that was her right. whole thing um and she she set us up on kind of a um some tour some free time yeah. and gave us like you know restaurant recommendations and she booked all our hotels and um, so that was the first time we'd ever, I'd ever taken a trip where there was that much of somebody else involved yeah. in setting it up. And it and was I fantastic. Think
1: especially when you are going to do a, a travel experience that may be a little on the more costly side. Mm-hmm. I think, because um, I know a big, bucket list item, which I know we're going to talk about later for me is Ireland mm-hmm. and Scotland, because that's where my ancestry is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so probably using a travel agent because I want to make sure I'm making the most of my right. visit there. It's not somewhere I'm going to get to visit all the time. You know, I've been to Mexico many times you right. know, and probably will go back a million times because it's easier to get there and stuff. But, you know, flying to Europe is not always cheap. No, And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, like I might, I'll probably use a travel agent to make sure that we are maximizing what we can do and what yeah, we want to do and make sure we include all the things we don't want to get there and then find out the one place we really right. want to see is like that's closed for yeah. renovation
0: and the uh, last thing you want to do is come home and and have everybody say oh did you do xyz though that's like the three things you have to do when you and you're like i never heard of it yeah <laughs>
1: It's like going to going to New Orleans, and they're like, "Did you have a beignet? What's a beignet? Right. Sorry, never what? heard of it." <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, which, yeah, and there are people that still use um, travel agents for cruises and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the cruise lines have what they call personal vacation planners. Yeah, um, or you just do it online if you feel like you're comfortable knowing what you're doing. But some people like. Some people like the idea of somebody else does it for them. Yeah, no, I know my yeah.
0: mom is definitely one. Yeah. Like but I like she's to press those buttons. Me you know too. what I mean? Well, I'd... I like to look at all the options. Yeah. I want to make the choice about what time I'm coming, what time I'm going. I don't want to get booked on a, you know, 5 a.m. flight yep. or an arrive at 1230 a.m. Yep. You know, I want to have a little bit more control. And not like you can't, you know, tell a travel agent what you want to do, but I feel like, at least to me, it seems like it's a little bit more out of your hands. Correct. And um, you know, I'm a bit of a control freak. I yeah. kind of like to <laughs> to be in I charge. Let the,
1: I let the cruise line book my airfare one time, um, and nothing went wrong because a lot of them will have advertised that free airfare as mm-hmm. part of their um, package deal or something like that. But I realized I'm con- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too much of a control freak. I like to pick my I like to pick my airline carrier. Mm-hmm. I like to pick when I go. Yeah, when I come back. Where my seats are located. Right. Um, and like how many stops you're making. Like all, it's there's just yeah. so
0: much. And I even feel that way. Like when I'm booking a trip for work, like, we, yeah. you know, you have a travel group that you're supposed to go through, but I usually go and like find like four or five options. And then I'll get in touch with them and yeah. say, I'd like one of these, please. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I just had to book mine for work and we had travel vouchers because we're a nonprofit and I was flying, you know, flying Southwest, which I don't typically um, travel with or whatever um we usually do american because we live in dallas mm-hmm. but um I know, but i love love field so i, I, I do love, love flying South- southwest. southwest is great yeah there's nothing against southwest that's just where our points are um but so i had to book through southwest and yes i do love field is so much oh, easier man so it's much a easier. dream but i called thinking okay i looked up the flights to see what was available not knowing oh are they just gonna like tell me well you have to take this one right. or this one because you know you're traveling on our free airfare and so I thought oh this is going to be like very restricted right yeah and um I was like well let, let me start with what my my preference is and then I, and then over here on my notepad this is my <laughs> choice number two right and I was pleasantly surprised she let me pick what I wanted oh good I was like thank you Southwest that's great. Right. <laughs> um but yeah it, you know it matters it matters you know because if you know I don't want to be tired or exhausted when I get there mm-hmm. and um but at the same time, or if I'm traveling into some place I want to spend some time in, mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna get there early. Yeah. So a yeah. lot to think about. This week in the Zeitgeist, we're gonna talk about actors.
0: And the strike. Yes. The strike has been going on for, I'm going to say, four months-ish. Oh, my gosh. Has it been that long? Maybe a little bit longer. I might be wrong on the timing, but my understanding is that they're hopefully close to coming to some kind of an agreement. I know, like, for most people, if you don't know anybody who works in that industry, maybe the biggest impact is that you had a, like, a show, a movie, something that you were really looking forward to coming out, and now it's delayed. (laughs) Yes,
1: that would be us America. But I think,
0: you know, it's an interesting situation because there's so many factors that go into what life is like for people that choose this profession. And, you know, I certainly am not in this profession, but I do have people in my life who are very involved in theater and, you know, um, and you do too. Yes. Are different, um, you know, potential career opportunities that may be impacted whenever you become a member of one of these unions, and you know they're kind of at the mercy of um, these negotiations and contracts that get put in place with big studios and streaming companies. And I think the whole, um, you know, introduction of AI into the industry is starting to have a big impact too. So it just got to a point where somebody had to say we we've got to draw a line and and make some changes in the agreements that is technology and finances and things are not what they were a few years ago and we've got to you know make some changes so that people can actually make a living wage and survive in this industry so um, it's been interesting to just kind of follow what some of the discussion has been and um, I certainly am not an expert on it by any stretch of the imagination, right. but it is interesting to, you know, hear cause you know, you have actors that make millions of dollars for a movie. That's very, that's a very small group. Right. It's an people. exception.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Most people are living paycheck to paycheck, doing five other jobs, you know, while yeah. hoping to get a high paying um, gig and, their their life is impacted way more by some of the, um, you know, maybe not so fair uh, contract negotiations that have gone on over the years. So they're much more reliant on the outcome of the strike yeah. than, say, you know, I don't want to name any names, but any of the really high paid actors and actresses that anybody would recognize.
1: Well, and it seems to be again, not really being in the industry that those contracts then become kind of a industry standard. And anytime Mm -hmm. you then start saying, well, this is what some one person's agreeing to, then, you know, will that close out other people if they're not willing to agree to it? Mm -hmm. And it's already a competitive, you know, field. And so, yeah it's it's definitely like everyone needs to get paid um, from the people you see to the people you don't see right and is is there a a, a fairness that's being appropriated or are they squeezing the little person out mm-hmm. you know so that the executives or the the production companies can you know increase their 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 margin their uh, profit margins right and that's always tough because I mean and that's not dissimilar to to business outside of the acting field um, in the sense that you know we have sometimes all these irregularities and that's I guess what's also going on with the auto union right now as well Mm -hmm. very similar which is, you know, when you look at executive pay versus, you know, line worker pay over the last 20, 30, 40 years in percentages, how much has increased for one group versus another. And there's a lot of claims of unfairness. Right. Big disparities. And so it's things like this, I think, that help because they collectively come together and say, hey, you know, we can't, you know, not just now, but also future, mm-hmm. it sounds like, with when you're talking about AI and things. Because are you going to have to write those contracts differently so that 20 years from now, um, what you did now is protected in terms of your compensation? Yeah, and I think it. that's
0: what people are starting to realize. I will say this, at least from what I've heard so far, and I don't know if this will turn out to be true or not. I guess it depends on how long this goes on. Um. So far, no change on the release date for the Color Purple movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that's the thing. I'm like, ooh, we're gonna have to get, get a get really into British television again because <laughs> I know. I mean, and that's the thing. You know. It, we're the ones who are going to suffer. No, we're not <laughs> the people that, you know, and I do, I feel for that because it is a risk. It's a risk to, to go and say, Hey, look, I'm willing to go without pay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not easy for people. Not everybody's in that same situation where they can, you know, right. if you have a dual income household, maybe that works for you, but what if you don't? Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think it's an easy decision. And, um, I, I do hope that they get to some kind of uh decision and, and also because, um, we will see the residual effect of no new shows. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> and then we'll get be... out there and fight the good fight, Friend yeah. Rusher. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My mouth Pod.
1: Bye. Bye. Hush my mouth I won't be alone. <laughs> um hush. I can't do it. <laughs>